warning, this show uses explicit language and adult topics. And just in case you needed the reminder, you are about to hear a comedy show, or at least an attempt at one. So without further ado and further introductions, let's get disappointing. Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio, you know that no one likes my company anyway. But if you listen closely and talk intelligently, then maybe you can be a disappointment. Welcome back. It is the Disappointing Radio Show. I am DJ Disappointment, and this is the first culture shock of the show. Ivan, this song is for you, although I'm not here alone, and this actually makes a little bit of disappointing history, because this is the first time I'm doing the songs not alone. And for some godforsaken reason, and they're not even a part of your episode, I just decided to have Neighbors Aboard. So please welcome, for only the Culture Shocks, Jeff and Parker, whose show will air, God, like, one, two, I don't know, like 18 weeks after this one, so be waiting for that, I guess. It doesn't really fucking matter. They're really just here to give feedback on the song, because I've never done that before. Um, so enjoy the first song, Ivan. This one's for you. It's called Into the Sky. Uh, it's by Matt Berry. It's just very light. It's very British. It's very just quirky. I thought it kind of represented Ivan very well. I've got some uh, goofier songs and other genres picked out, so it's not really a one-track show this time, unlike the one time where I did all Kenny Chesney songs. That was hilarious. Um, but nevertheless, I hope you enjoy Ivan. Ivan, if you're listening to this alone, jerking off, or banging your girlfriend uh, page at the time, hopefully forever. If not, oh well. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's a joke. Suck my dick. And we'll be back after this. <laughs> Thank you. 
the song is over. Uh, so I, this is the first time I get to actually ask feedback. What did you think of like that song before we go on to the next Culture Shock? Any, I, I'll take good or bad as feedback. You can hate it, you can love it. I there wasn't many... You never listened to it again. Okay, that's fine. But did you hate it? I like the piano. Okay, that's what that's I wanted to cool. use like it for sampling because I think Matt Berry's a very good uh, musician all around. Um, so I'll take that answer. I mean, I hope you like it because really it was just meant for you, so it doesn't really matter what anybody else says because I say that all the time. And I actually have feedback to tell people to their face, "Fuck you!" How about that? So <laughs> this next song is by NSP, also known as Ninja Sex Party. Um, it's probably one of my favorite songs by them. It's very funny, so do your best not to laugh. But if you do, I guess suck a dick because this song is in fact called. Accept my shaft, and we'll be back after this. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming to my studio apartment. I got some shit to say. That's right. The times we've had, the times we've missed, the times we've embraced, and the times we've kissed. The times we've loved and the times we've laughed Now it's time to accept my shaft Whoa, shaft The times we've spent and the times we've shared The times we've shown each other just how much we care times we've lived, all the times for reflection, now you must survive a thunderous erection, whoa, it's another of a shaft, oh, You are the 
for inanimate objects like like i don't want to say something rude about this microphone's quality now because now you don't want to hurt its feelings if it has feelings for him does it have feelings <laughs> okay so this is so usually what i do is i <laughs> we are coming in on a rant oh so god things. this is the show welcome Thank uh, you. i always have the guests say their own names and introduce themselves so on hey. cushion one it is ivan ivan thank you for coming on ivan and this is the show, and we literally just talked about who we were. So, <laughs> he said, I don't want to be mean to the microphone. Because, Bro. Like, because we were talking about, like, what if everything was conscious? So yeah, should you so not like be nice what? to everything? Because what if that's that thing's lifetime to just observe? And, because and, it got demoted, because it did some shitty shit. Like, what if Hitler became a butt for, like, years, and that was his thing? And he's like, now you just have say, a shit ass. But then, and that's the scary thing, what if Hitler transcends, and at some point he's like, oh... Killing the Jews was wrong. Well, what's wrong? Gets, exactly. Yeah. You know, he might transcend in the opposite way. Who knows? Oh, God. I don't even but. know what that means. <laughs> An evil God. <laughs> but hold on. Just going this back. Very trippy episode. Going back to, to like, the this. inanimate objects being uncommon. We started on plants, and we we're talking about do you think of plants feel Well, because right? you, you brought up, you were like, is this placement conscious? And I was like, no, I meant more or less. No, no, no. But like, listen, I, I don't. Breathe with the universe. I don't think you're I think you might be wrong here. Like, like. I don't think your shoes have feelings. <laughs> you don't know that, though. Bro, they, you've been putting your feet in them a long time. If you don't start wearing... I know oh, like, you're wearing a sweatshirt now, so this, and it doesn't matter because no one can see what we look like, but you always wear no shirt with a kimono, and that's literally why I was like, this character is going to be on my radio show because nice. he is fucking funny. Because like, who just sports a kimono all the fucking time? That's a look unlike any other I've seen. And I fucking love it, and I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, I don't want you to think I had to turn the fan off and I walked away because I was like, what the fuck is that background noise? And they're, the uh, audience, we're doing it from the living room. This is the first time we've done it. And this is, you know, it's your adventure, too. And if you don't like it, suck a dick. I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so <Jeez>. we were. <laughs> He's tripping out. No. So the, this is like therapy session. Oh, my God. This is what I could structure this as. Because, like, you're on, like, a therapy-looking couch. Like, because we're on, like, a sectional. So he's on the long part, so I can literally just, like... This could literally be the show when I do it from the living room with one guest. Be like, so what troubles you about life? What scares you the most? And I will be your shaman. Your oh. long-haired Jewish-looking shaman. Okay. I'll get... You know what? I'm, I'm not even bullshitting. I'll do this once because you never wear a shirt. I'm going to take my shirt off. Fuck, I'm taking my shirt off, too. Bro. <laughs> no, this is going to sound like a gay porno setup. I'm going to take my shirt off. <laughs> now we're just two shirtless dudes. <laughs> All right, tell me what troubles you. Oh, you can lay yeah. down on this fucking, like, sectional, and I'll and I'll answer you like you're shaman. And now, like, you see my tattoo, so you know I can, like, I'm serious. Okay. <laughs> that, that's how you know I'm serious, ladies and gentlemen. You can see the new fresh ink, motherfuckers. This either got really gay or really spiritual, but either way, <laughs> I'm, I'm not backing down from the bit. It's like oh, a SNL man. sketch. So what scares you most out of life? Or at least this version of life on this material plane. Not living... Not living a satisfying... Like, what is the definition of satisfying like, to you? When I'm on my deathbed, I'm not regretting. 
And this is something you have to swallow. And this is something that the Avatar teaches us in his show, is that you will have regrets Mm -hmm. even on your deathbed. You will have regrets about everything until the day you die. But until you die, you can at least do your best to try to like do things that will cause you to have no regrets. You shouldn't dwell on the regrets. You should dwell on what can I do to not have regrets. And that's a positive way of looking at it. Yeah. I can't wait to when energy just flattens out and just flattens and just, out and just, and just is more <laughs> simple and positive. Okay. Right now, I feel like my I'm in this learning process. My energy is just like jittery. Yeah, and I think it's reflected. It doesn't know where to go. Yeah, because you have to figure out where to. I want to say focus it. You need to figure out. Okay, am I going to be something like? And again, I'm a comedian. I focus my nen on performing. I perform. Uh, I give it into like the ability to like rant, come up with improv jokes, um, do voices. Like, hey Skipper, <laughs> <laughs> hey Skipper, you want me to suck your fucking dick? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, this is not going to be a gay sketch because we're two shirtless dudes now. We're just Dude. trying to get very spiritual with it. Like, I'm wearing like <laughs> Tiger King shorts. I do look gay in this setup, but like that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, okay. What is the best moment of your life? Oh, to your fuck. recollection, recollection at this moment. Like what? Every time, like everyone, everyone should have a moment in their life that you can recollect to at any point. And be like, that was the best moment of my life. And because it's in your past, you hold that. You hold that story. I you hold that memory to be able to be shared with anybody. How the, I don't know about that. Like, how the fuck do I answer? I don't, the moment nothing, changes. Nothing's. Co- Nothing's. It does. Yeah, it used to be my first paid show ever. It was an all black crowd and all black comedians. I was the only white person really there, besides <laughs> a few white people in the front row, humoring the idea of me being a comedian from my family, not my parents. But it's, here comes the sad feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and the next moment was when I met Abby, and that was the best moment of my life. Mm-hmm. And then the worst moment of my life actually fellow. Uh, like three days after that fellow follow I'm fucking it's late fuck you you don't have to listen to this bullshit (laughs) and like because the worst moment was because I thought she was leaving and I'd never see her again but then immediately that became the best moment of life because she moved to Ohio and was like hey we should just now we live together like you're seeing it now so like I don't know (laughs) I think meeting my girlfriend Paige that's a sweet life. answer in case she listens to this. <laughs> you're like hey baby how about here's the, here's the date for like 18 19 weeks from now cause god damn it it takes a while <laughs> Honestly, you're just gonna be like listen come over So I got something special my friend released something I think you're gonna wanna hear uh, you can suck my dick I'll make pizza rolls and oh. we'll talk about chakras okay hell yeah <laughs> what is your favorite thing about your girlfriend I like that it brings out, like, positivity in me. Like, I like that... In you? Like, yeah, like, out of me. Like, I like the fact that she gives me a reason to want to be a better person in general for her. Because this is a relationship I can see going for the long run. Okay. And I want to see where it goes. So, like, it's good that she makes me want to be a better person and be more empathetic and be more 
Like like I said, down to earth. Drop the masquerade of tough guy. Because I think there is this facade of like what you can and can't do based you, on your gender role, and you need a bit. and that's kind of gay. Yeah, that's <laughs> gay. I don't know other what other word to say because again, oh. I wrote that joke where I said uh, something's gay. You should say uh, only that if, if something sucks because we're not trying to say gay people suck; they're just good at sucking. <laughs> I've never met a gay girl that didn't suck on some clits or fucking tits or fucking earlobes. I've never met a gay dude that did not suck on some dicks, some balls, or some fucking nips. So, like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Um, What do you think is your number one desire out of at least life in this life? Like, your desire to get something, do something, have something. Like, what do you want? most out of this lifetime what I want out of this most of this lifetime I cannot have it's not achievable which is it's I want to I want a world where things are more exciting this life is fucking boring I want to so you want something on the grander scale already that's fine imagine a world like My Hero Academia everything is fucking everyone's it's a super powered chaotic world I fucking love that. Like I fucking love like, that. Like, why can't our world be like that? I kind of get you. Okay, so you are... Oh, I hate how boring our existence is. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's kind of boring, but there are exciting things. Well, we just have to soak what excitement we can get. There's yeah. not enough of it. Yeah, I kind of get that, too. And, like, I don't know. I feel like, by definition, like I told you, like, life is like a sitcom. There's the peaks of joy, but most of it's shitty shit because the shitty shit makes you fucking laugh. You fucking feeling your titty over there? No, bro. My heart uh, is racing right now. Like, like racing, and my chest is kind of... Well, put your shirt on. I don't know why you took your shirt off. (laughs) But, like, this is a high feeling. Well, I kind of get that. Like, a high, like, being aware of, like, self. I'm kind of... Well, I don't even know if something's wrong with me or not, like... I hope I don't fucking have a heart attack. <laughs> On the show, that would be crazy. <laughs> be like, ladies and gentlemen, this man is having a heart attack. Do you know how to help? <laughs> it's just a microphone. And the mic just is like... Yeah, you're literally just die. Oh my god, I literally thought I was going to die once on the show because really? I was uh, doing a intro to one of the songs yeah. and I was talking to the mic and I was just like eating a piece of taffy with it. I was like, oh, and I was choking and I was like, oh my God, I just realized I could have literally just died and this would have just been on recording. And then at some point, either somebody edited it and you're hearing it or you're not and this was for nothing. Bro. <laughs> and that made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Why don't you get some water and put a fucking shirt on? You no, feel this- like, you feel like you're fucking out of element. I just want to be sure this because it's my house. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine to be sure this. I just don't care. I mean, maybe I am out of my element. Hold on. I'm in my element. I'm your see the sh- the guru always has no shirt because that's the way you see his tattoos. That's the way you see like the back tattoo. Yeah. It's very like <laughs> It's funny to me. Um all right. Mm. So if you could go back in time to any moment at least in uh, what our known apparent history is verified like real wise where would you go and why? And I could have all my memories? Of your current existence. Can I bring a bag full of... You can bring anything full? that you can carry on your person. Can I have like a bag So you can pack? bring like your like a phone if you want. Can I have like a... Oh, I can... Technically, I can carry a backpack on my person. It's my bag. That's more like... So I'm going to also carry sure, all this shit. Sure. <laughs> I guess backpack. So I guess you get a backpack. 
Okay, cool. I'm gonna... This bitch is looking like the family Griswold picnic and time travel. And he's like, let's go, kids. And he's got a fucking suitcase. He goes, this fucking... is a carry-on. This counts. And that's a very white person thing to demand of the time travel gods. <laughs> I'm going to fucking This go... is also a hypothetical. So like... I'm, I'm go... I've already thought about this. I'm going okay. to go back to the late 1800s, probably like 1890, in the like heart of the Wild West area. I'm going to have some futuristic shit to get me by. And I'm going to be a gunslinging outlaw I love that I'm serious I'm dead serious I would have like sustained technology so I don't have you'd have a robot horse (laughs) no no I'm just saying like because they had some shitty shit they had to do (laughs) it's not everything that makes out the a water purifier and like something like that so you don't feel like yeah I'm a cowboy but I shit I fucking disease mole (laughs) I shit E. coli basically yeah like I feel bad for the shit the wild west was Africa is what we're trying to say basically (laughs) but Uh, like more uh, malnutrition and fucking so you'd be like a gunslinger. I kind of like that. Okay. I don't know if I'd be I like... I think I'd go back see, I wanna... to like... And this sounds so dumb. But I'd go like to like castle times. Like medieval. Just so like I could see Python. like... Just kind of... Just so I could really see like how jesters really performed. Ooh. Because I really do feel like that's the first presence of like... You know, comedian. I was reading... Um, Jesters are actually way more important than what people make them out to be. Like historically How? accurate, like they were the king's right hand man almost. <laughs> what? But, uh, listen, they were also like the bull- they also participated in war sometimes too. So like doing what? <laughs> hey everybody, you want to hear a joke about this arrow? I'm gonna get a fucking sling in this guy's throat. <laughs> bro, bro, that's good. It's like I'm talking about like they'd be messengers in the war to go back and forth, and they would also just like. <laughs> really? Now I'm just imagining. Is this real? Yes. Oh. Jesters were and were really well respected people back okay. in the day. Like the they like the king was like the, a lot of people. There were very few good ones that would be with the kings, but the ones that did, they're just very. It all started from like street performing and stuff, and then the king liked it. You know, so like <laughs> I just like I, here's why I just want to go back in time to like <laughs> I don't know. Whatever year it is to Castle Times, find a jester, but he's like, what is this trickery, my magic? (laughs) And it's like, I've traveled through the years to observe the first instances of performance. (laughs) And he'll be like, okay. And then he'll show me the ropes, and he'll be like, what? You talk funny, traveler. Are there any other words? And I'd be like, yeah, nigga, what's up? (laughs) And he'd be like, wow, that just changes history forever. And then like, I come back to here, and like every Chinese person is like, yo, what up, nigga? (laughs) (laughs) Chinese dudes are fucking smelling it. It's like, this is the exact reason I did this. (laughs) That's fucking... (laughs) That sounds like some kind of a... Cut from Family Guy. That fe- no, see, like I hate some... that you say that because I feel like Family Guy doesn't deserve that. I feel like that's a Chappelle sketch. Okay. I feel like that's something Chappelle would write because yeah. Chappelle did a sketch where he gave a the the player haters ball is a crowdfunded our pimping monies to invest in a time machine and we're gonna travel back to slave times and do our black brother injustice and then they travel back and then he fucking like shows up and this white dude's like what are you fucking and then he says the n-word and he's like what are you doing here talking all funny well it's really like in olden times but he has a whip and he fucking goes for it and they shoot him and it's crazy and he's like I traveled 10,000 years just to call you a cracker <laughs> and I just love that like cr- that cracker line just fucking it just hits 
it hits every mark you need it to. Yeah. So I feel like Dave Chappelle did time sketches really well. So I feel like that's like really where I draw that inspiration for like the Jester sketch from is like the his ability to like write time into comedy. That makes sense. Because time scares a lot of people, but it's also really funny. Because time, I know it's kind of an illusion, but it's technically infinite. It just warps. From this moment of singularity, you know that you had an infinite past and an infinite forward. So, like, that's for sure determined. So, like, I don't know. I don't think people should freak out about, like, time. Yeah. It's there forever, and you're part of it. (sighs) Boob farts. (laughs) Booby farts. That quotes a fucking... (laughs) You're pretty racist going to hell. I think that, at the end of the day, if I wanted to do anything out of this lifetime, at least this one, it would be to probably, at least, to some degree at least on the planet Earth, make it a little bit better. Just some one joke just hits a politician right in the heart. He's at home, hears the stand-up, and he's like, fuck, I should really do something about this. And the world gets just a little bit better. That would be nice. That would be dope. Yeah, just because, like, yeah, he's funny, but he's also talking about stuff that matters. Like, I guess, like, you could label it, like, the important stuff. The stuff that, like... Nobody wants to talk about, but, like, has issues. And my example is being like, okay, I live in Ohio. Let's start there. Okay, what's wrong with what are the biggest? What are the biggest issues in Ohio? Oh. Open crises, sex trafficking. Joke about it so people think about it so we can fucking fix it. Because it's Cause, a fucking problem. Also, potholes. Potholes suck. Duke. Oh, <laughs> it's we, those we three. It's those three. It's hey, oh, it's, don't diss Ohio's potholes. Have you fucking seen If we wake Abby, I'm going to get dumped Shit. again. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not again. Uh, but last episode, uh, we were really loud and literally, like, I got a text and it was at the very end of it and it was really fucking funny. Because then I go on this whole rant about, like, oh, she's so sweet. And this is the episode. And she's like, you fucking ass is fried, Buster. And I said, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> but, like, it makes me feel like, and this is going to sound so quirky, it makes me feel like my wife's mad at me. Because it feels like it, it's our little home, and she's like, "Your fucking ass is in trouble." Because if you're in trouble, that means they care. Oh, that's so sweet of her. Well, I think that's just with in general with anybody. But all right, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, but like, I don't even know where I was ranting. Do you remember? No. <laughs> oh, Ohio. Yeah, it's those yeah. three. It's, the, it's that's the three worst things for Ohio. It's fucking. Opid crisis, sex trafficking, and potholes. Those are the three. Bro, <laughs> death, oh yeah, that's where I was death, going. Death, rape, death, and then your car don't breaks you fucking, dare fucking shit out. <laughs> make fun of Ohio's potholes. Look at fucking Indiana's. Like, Ohio's got some dump truck causing <laughs> pothole breakers. Like something I go in and it takes me a minute to get out of it. And I'm like, did I enter a canyon? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Jesus, Ohio, get your shit together. Your lingerie is showing. <laughs> Not mine. Ohio's. I thought about doing a radio button to where it would be like, Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. The disappointing radio show is coming back. Put those dicks in your ears and get ready because this joke is coming. <laughs> I thought that would be a good like button for the show. That's kind of funny. What, what, okay, who's your favorite comedian? Or what's your favorite thing like to make you laugh? What's your favorite show? It could be like a stand-up. It could be like a... Because I think everybody's got to go to like, I need, a, I need a laugh. I don't, that's hard. And if you don't have something like that, I then maybe you should. Because everybody should have something that's like, man, I need happiness. I don't know. I have a weird sense of humor. Like, yeah, but there's always something everybody laughs at. 
Yeah. Um, You're telling me there's you not know the Instagram sh- page Clickhole. Okay, that's okay. They just post anything. some of the stupid. I don't know. Some it's, people find it now, especially in today's generations. That window to comedy could be through your phone. Yeah, like they, the shit they post is just fucking weird. One of the Instagram accounts that I now follow that I fucking adore that I didn't know about that Abby's older brother told me about uh, before we did the show in Florida together mm-hmm. was this account called All Gas No Breaks and they're fucking hilarious because they were interviewing like crazy pe- I mean crazy people and that's kind of the energy I wanted to go for is I just picked up crazy people <laughs> like <laughs> I have a kimono <laughs> um, so you said you started One Piece and you enjoy it yeah. do you understand and you haven't met the character yet but do you understand kind of now at least the impact of a fucking Japanese show could have on like a white kid to yeah. the point where he Gets a tattoo of it on his fucking arm. Mm-hmm. Insert Brighton name here, because that's exactly what happened. This is one of the Straw Hat members of the yeah. crew. And, like, it's, in my argument, the best one, because he's the musician's kind of slash comedian, because he's really fucking funny. Yeah. His favorite, my favorite line of him, he's like, Madam, can I see your panties? <laughs> <laughs> like, he has no suave about him. He's a fucking skeleton. And, like, even when Big Mom was chasing him, like, a fat-ass chick that just beat the shit out of Luffy, and, like, they were, she was chasing him down, and they didn't even know what to do. I thought they were all gonna die. Brooke literally just is like, Big Mom! He's like, can I see your panties? <laughs> she lost it. And it was funny as fuck, because they were like, what? I can totally see that happening. May I see your panties? Show me your panty lines. Fuck me. I told Abby sunburns are sexy. I think they're not. What? I don't think sunburns are sexy. Well, I'm not saying like the Mm. the skin peeling part. And I'm not trying to say sunburn. I meant, okay. A tan? Tan lines are sexy. I don't. I don't. I can kind of see why you say that. Because when that, I don't see a tan line, I'm like, all right. But I feel like when you leave a tan line, it's almost like you were leaving something for me to find. Yeah, I can kind of see what you're saying. I can kind of, I can sort of see that. Right? I, I don't, I see where you're coming from, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're not attractive. Like, I don't think they're gross or anything, but like, Right, you're not going to be like, oh my God, you didn't tan your ass. And then you're just like, don't, <laughs> don't fuck this chick. Yeah. No, I can assure you no guy's been like, gives a shit half the time. He's like, oh man, she has a pussy. Cool, there's no dick down there. That's the first check. And then by that, it's uh, there's no more checks. <laughs> That's a guy's priority. Girls are like, oh my god, I hope he's having a good time. Oh my god, I hope he puts protection on. Oh my god. Which, of course, you should be. And I wish more guys were because I wear protection every fucking time. Why? I'm right. a safe motherfucker. I, that's why I just have a girlfriend. I just that doesn't mean you don't wear protection. <laughs> I, oh, I guess that. Yeah, I guess that's, that's how these guys point. keep having fucking kids at our age. You don't want to be one of I them. I never wear condoms, bro. I can, oh I my god, it, I love it raw. What can I say? He said I love it raw. What can I say? Listen, we out here raw dogging the shit out of these whores. <laughs> hey, don't call my girlfriend a whore. <laughs> Listen, my girlfriend loves to be called a whore. She likes to be called a cum slut too. Interesting. <laughs> he said, interesting. Um, I think there's this idea that we can't be mean in bed. And I don't know where it comes from. Because I think a lot of people want to be mean in bed. Because that's the only safe place where you can just be like, Fuck yeah, you little fucking... Oh, you little <laughs> fucking... She suck my little fucking... You can, can tell me it's a little fucking pussy what? fucking... Uh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my god, that's fucking. <laughs> I don't vibe that way, but that's still pretty fucking hilarious. Because I think it's just like a chance for people to be like, yeah. "Oh, slap my fucking ass," and be like, "Oh, oh tell me how juicy this fucking pussy is, white I boy. This even... pussy is white boy, like I'm some black lady." <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've uh, definitely like. I definitely have only fucked one black girl in my lifetime. Oh, yeah? And in the moment of it, I was like, I even thought about it. I was like, what if this, this is the only one? Just in case, I kind of want her to say some really crazy shit. Bro. Like, just so I can hear her be like, oh, yeah, you fucking take, I'm fucking taking your fucking white cock, you fucking white boy, and just fucking slap me. <laughs> Bro, do you, ever, do you ever think it'd be weird if, like... A black girl had the fetish for a white guy to call her the N-word in bed. Like, <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. Not even. I do, here's my thing. I don't know if anybody has that fetish. I've yet to meet anybody. And, if they, and I don't know if anybody's bold I can see the man enough. having it to where it's like a humiliating thing. You know? Like humiliation. I can see it. Okay, yes. I could see it more in a black male being like... To like a, a sassy white chick or something, and be like, call me the M word, just because he wants to be humiliated. Because again, I by this point, if you're not, well, if you haven't stopped listening, because by this point, you should know that there's a gimp that's been on my fucking show, <laughs> and he literally, yeah, no, he literally was like, oh yeah, I just uh, got money to get fucking watched uh, for people to fuck, and then sometimes they would like, if I ever spoke, she would come over and like slap me and be like, you don't speak. That's the easiest fucking job ever, just to sit there and watch. And then, uh, he was like, literally, I don't even have a small dick, and it was so funny, because she was like the dominatrix above me, and the client was sucking my dick, and the whole time she's just yelling, like, in this fucking client's face, sucking the dick, like, you have a small little fucking cock, and you wish it was as big as this fucking, you wish I'd suck it, but I ain't gonna fucking let you. It was just fucking funny, because I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> what the fuck? Again, comedy is this chance to like really paint these environments. And people are like, God damn it, I didn't listen to the GIMP episode for a reason. I didn't think I was going to listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's therapy time. And on today's episode of Therapy Sessions on the Couch, Brighton has not gotten over the fact that he talked to somebody who almost fucked their mom. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Bro. Half kidding. Um, so you smoke cigarettes because I'm seeing them fall out of your pocket. How yeah, do you how do you I, feel about I just, cigarettes? I just started them today. Really? But, but the only what is the appeal of a cigarette to me? Well, you know, one piece. Describe it to the, me. The episode of One Piece made me want to fucking do it. That's Sanji, why Sanji definitely smokes a lot of cigarettes. It, it looked so cool. I just had to try a pack. But okay. I chose American Spirits. It's only tobacco. Well, see, this is the funny thing. Like, so it's a, it's, it's a an better. orange pack of cigarettes. They look like you traveled to 1960 and bought them, <laughs> and you just opened them because they look like you like the the packaging looks like I don't know. Like, this is my first pack of cigarettes I've ever bought. Just really? No. So. And I and I've seen it on the show, ladies and gentlemen. If magic doesn't spark, <laughs> 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 wow! Cigarettes, nicotine addiction. Great job, Brighton. I don't know if anybody really likes the show or not. Who cares? But at the end of the day... Who gives a fuck? I made you laugh in the moment. This is the greatest night I could fucking ask for. I thought I was just going to go home and go to sleep. Okay. Well, that's good. Because I remember you texted me. You were like, are you up? You just want to hang out? I was like, you know what? I don't work tomorrow. What if I could talk this MF into being on my show? And boy, howdy, have I. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, okay, if you don't have, like, a go-to comedy, I want you to think on that, because I still want an answer by some point. But, like, I think everybody 
in any kind of parts of the world should have something that they can go to to laugh about. Have some show, some song, some podcast, some like podcast, podcast, so I don't be made fun of at home. Podcast. (laughs) And like, I don't know, there should be something that makes you giggle. I don't have a specific thing. Like, my, like, laughing for me is just, it's, I don't know why. It doesn't, like, I think... Would you rather just make your own humor? That's hard for me, though. Really? I I find external things funny. I feel like the only person in the world that everybody can for sure make humor for is themselves. I find external humor funny. I don't, I have a hard time finding internal humor. I don't know. Really? So, like... Wow, that's different to hear out loud. So, like, you don't, like, like I find make... I find things other people do create or see, make funny. I see the humor in that, but I cannot see humor in myself. Like, I don't you don't know. make yourself laugh, is what you're saying? Yeah, like, or not really. Like, I just. Do you like, think that's a common thing? Like, do you think people really don't make themselves? Laugh? I think that. Should I put my shirt back on? <laughs> <laughs> I've been shirtless for a minute, and I thought it was a funny bit, but now I'm just a shirtless dude, and my tits are hanging out. <laughs> I don't even remember what shirt I was wearing. Oh, I think Shit. I found it. That's um, interesting, though. Like, do you make yourself laugh? Yeah, all the time. Sometimes. Because I literally, because you know why? I decided uh, if I can just create comedy in the world, that would be enough, too. Because that's also making the world laugh, and that's really doing it on a real spectrum. It's just slower, but it's fine. So I do that, and it makes me laugh because a lot of the interactions are funny. Because sometimes the people I make laugh say something that's funny. Because once I say something funny, they go, oh shit, now I can say something funny. And it's almost like a competition to make each other laugh. And that's the best competition ever to be in. Two individuals (laughs) just trying to make each other laugh. Who loses in that? Good, good. Hmm... And I just, I don't know. I like comedy because it's one of those things that, like, I think I could do anywhere. It's fascinating how the psychology of people with different senses of humor are. Like, like someone who has a very twisted, dark sense of humor. And or, how their comedy kind of shows that a little bit. Or someone who has a more wholesome humor. Or, like, thinking about, like, sociopaths and stuff. Like, they do find things funny, but, like, they just, it's like a whole different perception of funny almost. <sighs> It's it's an easy answer, but I'll still ask it. Do you think that like when something comes out into the light, this a comedian does in his free time, like Crystal Leal on the like sexting, like young girls, do you think that takes away from the comedy? And on record, I never liked Crystal Leal before the fucking shit that I happened with him. And I think you, I even said that in multiple episodes way before that happened. So you can listen back, and that's also a plug, I guess, for you to re-listen to my fucking shit. But like. <laughs> Um, I don't know, like, I just, I never really enjoyed his comedy, and maybe that's because he really was what he was off the stage, which was a piece of shit. (laughs) I see what you're saying, like, the whole Robin Williams thing kind of changed the comedy scene for me a little bit. That was a great example of what BoJack is in real life, which is potentially that guy who's always on, always trying to make somebody laugh, and... Really, sad. every yes, like when the, when the all the doors finally close and it's just him, he takes the big breath and he's like, "Oh God, like how many people did I really upset? And how much was it an awkward laugh that they were just doing it?" So and I it would, wasn't a good I would time. leave, yeah, and it wasn't and a good time. And then that you... force of recollecting every joke, even if because once you become famous, you make a lot of jokes because a lot of people know you. 
that becomes a lot of weight on a person. And if more of it becomes negative than positive, of course you're going to kill yourself. What else would happen? I think... And it's sad, you, for I sure. Think you shouldn't, I think you should just learn to not give a fuck. Like, do, right. But people don't know themselves so much that they only know what approval is and they try to be that. And I think Robin Williams is one of the best examples. A person who never took the time to know himself, he just knew how to make people happy and make people laugh. And that's, so that's what he did. So when it became time where he really should have known himself more, when it came time to the crunch time of like combating the anxieties and depressions and stuff like that, he and, couldn't because his entire lifetime... He had been making people laugh and not making himself laugh. And to all the comedians out there, know if you're ever struggling with that. And if you are struggling... This <laughs> Don't come on the show. We will talk so much shit. No, and no, I will no, no, no. remind you that this everybody comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, just fucking know when you got... You got to be aware that you, you're more than the external world makes you out to be. Right. And you got to explore that. Okay. I mean, I get that, too. And, like, I don't know. It just... Like, Robin Williams is one of those great examples of, like, somebody who you can't argue went before his time. He did all the things. He made all the movies. He did all the stand-ups. He did all the voice work. He did all those things. It wasn't like he died at, like, 21 years old, and they were like, oh, what could have been... Like, he did have a career. People have... People love Mrs. Uh, Godfrey or uh, Dodfire. Listen, I've had a couple shots tonight. It's it's hard to <laughs> recollect what the fuck to do. When I don't work, we're a-drinking, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah. it's, this bitch is making a goddamn peanut butter sandwich, and I fucking <laughs> love it. This is hilarious. So, I don't know. What's your favorite sandwich? <laughs> um, Depends my mood. Okay. I do you think your mood affects what you want to eat? Yeah, always. Really? Always. Talk about that. So, like, I don't know. Like When you're angry, what do you want to eat? Oh, oh you mean, like, actual fucking emotion? Yeah, that's what you no, made it sound like. No, when you're no, angry, like, I, I want to tear like... my teeth into some meat. <laughs> and when I'm sad, I just want to eat some chocolate. <laughs> and when I'm happy, I just want to eat some fucking proteins and veggies. And I just want to be healthy. Actually, that doesn't fall... You're right. That doesn't fall far from the tree. I... Because when I'm in an aggressive mood or smug or whatever, I like eating meat off the bone. It's a good feeling. Yeah, because you're like, I'm going to tear it off my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's Abby's favorite noise that I do. The fucking... <laughs> but like, I don't know. I like a good, um, I would say... Oh man, favorite sandwich? I do like a peanut butter banana sandwich. I've heard them, but I've never had one, but I heard they're good. They are really good. Um, I've never had the marshmallow and peanut butter like a lot of people have, but like I've heard, I've heard nice things. It's you have jelly rich. also. That's also what made me laugh because he came in with bread, jelly, and peanut butter. It looked like he was homeless. <laughs> if you would have been wearing the kimono, I'm pretty sure someone would have been like, yeah, I got a homeless guy in a kimono trying to break into places and make sandwiches. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure why he needs... To make the sandwiches indoors. <laughs> but he's definitely... He's definitely breaking in. He got in. Oh, my God. I'm just imagining that now. Do you ever just, like... 
you, I don't know. You ever envision just words people say that aren't really funny, but you, you make paint a picture in your head? I narrate everyone that I can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> if I can't hear your conversation, in my head I'm being like, yes, I was at the mall yesterday and I was just like trying to suck on his dick. And he was just like, <laughs> Becky, this is the photo booth. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, I just want to see pictures of you coming in my mouth because I want those memories in my wallet. And if I die, I want the officer to be like, wow, he really, I mean, she really cared about deep-throating. <laughs> and like, I don't know, I think that's funny. Just doing the little narrating things and like, like if I drive by someone and they're pissed, I'd just be like, what do you, what, why do I think they're pissed today? Doing the what ifs a lot, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I think, uh, <laughs> I think she's driving to fucking work, and she's just kind of like, oh, I swear to God, if I have to sit by fucking Sarah today, she brings up, oh my God, I can't believe I'm engaged, and like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, when is my husband gonna fucking engage? Never, because we're le- living illegally. <laughs> it's just this whole thing, and it's like, oh my God, and it's like Sarah really needs to tone her shit down. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I, I also like to think sometimes like. When I'm at work and my coworkers, like, I can't see them from a distance. I like to imagine when they're talking to customers what that conversation is like. So, and I like I like to have fun because depending on where it is, the conversation could be long or short. So, if I know the customer is, like, already here and eating and they're going up to the counter and, like, it's, like, a really quick stance, they're probably just going to go ask for, like, sour cream or napkins or something little or some bullshit like that. So, like... When I think about it, I'm like, okay, so let's do a bit of like that. And he goes up to the counter, and I can't hear the fucking cashier. I love that people are in the background to hear you, like, sucking down a fucking sandwich. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to talk over it. You're just like... (laughs) Like, you're sucking the jelly out. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh god. oh god damn it i'm sorry bro. no you're good you're good i just thought it was fucking but funny what were we talking about um but if they come up for like sour cream to the counter see i haven't derailed because it's my bit i'm really good about not derailing if it's my joke <laughs> mm. and i'm sitting there and i'm like oh uh you know the guy comes up and he's like can i have a sour cream i just imagine the cashier lady she's like actually i've never heard of sour cream and if you've ever fucking asked for it again i'll fucking kill you <laughs> i'm like wow that's an intense answer for sour cream you ever have this thing with people where you like envision hanging out with people you know you'll never hang out with or you just like to imagine what being good friends with them would be like i do that a lot i imagine what it would be like if i could like have this ability Almost like and someone you're going to meet in One Piece that's law where he goes like, room, and it's like a bubble. I'd like to imagine there's like a comedian's ability where I could be like, stage, and it's just like the guy appearing. You're making another fucking sandwich. <laughs> you are insane if you're making... Are you really making another sandwich? Yeah. He's going for two. Listen, I don't care. If you get peanut butter on the couch, I will literally rape your butt until you bleed farts. Okay, I'll be careful. <laughs> bleed farts. <laughs> Um, I don't know, like, I think at the end of the day, like, it's just funny to practice making bits, and I can't really not make bits, like, like, so you look at life as a stage, basically, yes, like, and every time my feet touch the ground, I'm performing, and even when I'm sitting, because I think that's why I call it, do you feel schizophrenic when you're alone, did you just imagine an audience, like, you're performing, like, do you hear the do you hear the sitcom? Laughter? You know, it's funny you say that. I I I don't, but like I do worry. Me too. I totally not about that. schizophrenia, 
but more about like what if like I don't even know how to say this what if I get lost in the jokes yeah and it's not like to the degree to where like oh I can't turn it off to where it's like oh ha, ha, funny man like it's, I'm at a funeral and like it's like the cancer ward and like shit like that and they're like right not now and it's like it's like a bone that I or like a reflex I can't turn off at that point like I'm not I'm not talking about like that I'm more or less saying like what if some of the jokes and stories I tell on stage true or not what if like they accidentally become memories like say like it's a really good laugh and like I'm thinking about it and like and I do it and then, yeah and I convince myself it's happened and then I start becoming someone I'm not mm -hmm. he's, he's fishing for the last of the jam I don't know if you can hear the fucking glass <laughs> yeah get that fucking jam <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what the difference between jelly and jam is? Not really. I can't jelly my dick in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my joke. I hope everyone likes j sandwich making hour. This is what this fucking episode has become. I fucking love it. You literally hopped up and I was like, what is he getting? And I was like, oh my god, he's getting sandwich stuff. And then at first I was like, well, that's no big deal. But then I was like, oh, shit, he's going to eat it on the fucking show. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to rant over the sandwich eating. <laughs> god damn it. Um, somebody said that a mayonnaise and banana sandwich is amazing. Yeah, I can't think of a worse thing to ever imagine to eat. Like, I, I would rather, and this sounds a little extreme, I would rather eat cum. Like, I would rather eat cum than a banana and mayonnaise sandwich. Because, like, that sound, like... Like, that doesn't make many things gag on me. Oh my god, speaking of gagging, I fucking got my manager to gag at work the other day because she was talking about something and I was telling her the story of how somebody was telling me that they were like with a girl and she was like spit in my mouth and <laughs> it was really funny because he does <laughs> and she swallows it and says like mm, thank you can I have another <laughs> and the guy's like mm, I think I'm gonna be one and done on those but like because oh, after I said swallow it, she was like, Ugh, like swallow the spit is like what killed her. I don't want This is my jokes. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm putting the sandwich down. For now. This, you know, give me the sandwich. I'll eat the sandwich. Hey, you can have it. Can I have it? Really? Yeah. I'm going to eat it. Okay. <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I've got him to make this. <laughs> I'm going to wait to eat this because if I eat this on mic, it'll be like, I'll wait till you know, I'll wait till you get to a big story. I'm just going to start eating it. Like, yeah, I'm still interested. <laughs> num, num, num. Yeah, no, keep talking. Num, uh, num, num, num. Sandwich. Num, num, num. Um, have you ever tasted your own cum? No, have you? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, what a fucking answer. Okay, talk about that. What led you to finally do that? I was just curious. Whoa. What it tasted like. Yeah, but like, how did the day start? Did you <laughs> wake up like, today's the day. <laughs> today's the day. I'm gonna fucking taste that jizz. No, I was just jerking off. I came... Where? Where did you come? Everywhere. What do you mean everywhere? <laughs> and I, I just was, I looked at him. I'm not moving on. What do you mean everywhere? Are you just sitting down 
out of his spring <laughs> like a goddamn like oil rig. Like, let's <laughs> try gold. I don't fucking remember the specific cum pattern of that day, bro. Well, but cum pattern. <laughs> Great. Coin know, of the... Sometimes it gets in your belly button. Does it? I've never had cum in my belly button. <laughs> I got like a banana dick though, so. (laughs) He said I have a banana dick. Does that mean it's full of potassium? (laughs) But like. Does it go great with peanut butter? (laughs) The banana dick. So. Okay. You come. And then you're just like. Yeah, I just I, this was just a spontaneous in the moment thing. I just jerked off and then I looked down at my cum mess. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wonder what my what would this taste like? No, 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 I have to imagine you you just sitting there with cum on your hand and you're doing like the Tim Toolman like. What would the cum taste like? So let me ask you, what did you come to his um, it was gross. I mean, it's not... I, it's See, called, the dude that I interviewed last, he was like, oh, I didn't hate it. And I was like, well, that's a funny answer. And then he told me that a girl tasted his cum uh, when he <laughs> load unloaded on her, her face, and she tasted it and said, this tastes like chicken noodle soup. <laughs> and he said the only thing that would have made that better is if she would have said, mm good. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been fucking hilarious. So well, that was the episode before this one. The direct episode before this episode comes out. Like, uh, the episode we're currently doing right oh, now. Because, again, I this is the show. I can't fucking wait to watch that, bro. Okay. I find you saying watch that. Nobody, there's listen, no video. Listen, whatever, whatever your technical <laughs> Fuck you, are, how about that? <laughs> fucking nerd. Because everybody says that to me, like, that actually listen to the show, they're like, oh, I love watching your show. I'm like, what are you watching? What are you <laughs> I mean, looking at? I mean, I mean... When you're on Spotify, the wall, and it's like this is funny, Brian. I mean, you know, when you're watching like a YouTube video with audio or audio only, you still stare at your screen for some reason. I mean, is that just me? Am I just weird? You know? Yeah, but I'd be hoping that they'd be listening to my show and doing something else. Like I don't know, productive, like cooking, masturbating, whatever. <laughs> yeah. If you're masturbating to this, you have no internet or something. Like I don't even know how you got this. <laughs> Dude, when I was little. Um, before I knew internet porn existed and before I had an iPod touch like the rest of the cool kids, you know what I used to do for porn? What's up? I would go in the movie closet and find any rated R... Back up. Movie closet? <laughs> oh yeah, our house had like a closet just full of movies and like the old DVDs. That's good to know because I don't think everybody just has a chunk of their house dedicated to DVDs. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. You just fuck, really? <laughs> thought that was normal. No, it's just because your parents are weird. Because <laughs> well, that's the thing. That everybody has to learn. Everybody's parents are weird. In Everybody's different. Life. Yeah. Because yeah. weird is defined by normal, and then what is normal? There are... It's like a micro-normal and a macro-normal kind of thing. Like, some things are more common normal, some aren't. I get that. But, um... Fuck. Yeah, I would just go... I would go in the movie closet and find, uh... Any rated R movies and scan why it's rated R for, and if I see nudity, it was a go, baby. It was a <laughs> and that's that's what I used to. And you were trying to masturbate in our movies, bro. And I got a fucking story for you. So okay. you, you remember the old Wii console, right? The the Wii like game the, the white remotes that were yeah. like dildos. Yeah. So I was I really wanted an Xbox 360, and this was like sixth grade. 
And so I traded in my Wii and at GameStop because you know you can save a little bit of money on that. Yeah. And well, before I did that, some kid I went to school with would come over and spend the night, and he's the one who showed me internet porn. Oh and my was, god! And then we were looking up we on the Wii. Porn. Yeah, and we saved it. And I, my sneaky little sixth grade ass was like, I'm gonna disguise this and renamed it Cool Movies with like the Pornhub logo still on. <laughs> yeah. And Cool Movies and with the Pornhub logo. Yeah, it's really discreet. <laughs> yeah, what are the cool movies? Banging. I, I thought. That was fucking slick. But anyways, um, so eventually I still have it saved on there. I traded it into GameStop. And then about a week later, my mom comes in my room. I'm playing with, like, Legos or some shit. And she's like, hey, GameStop called us. That Wii you traded in when they were wiping it, they found a bunch of... Uh, Porn? Child porn on there. And I didn't know it was child porn. I was in sixth grade, brother. What? They were like the big girls for me. Because they were, like, probably teenagers. But, like... You know, that is a different thing to think about. If you were... Say you were a kid, that like, whose dick made sperm. And you're going through puberty. And you're masturbating. Yeah. Whatever age that is. So, like, 13, 14, 15. Four, uh, probably 13 or 14, I'd say. 13, 14. It doesn't matter. Like, whatever age. A 15-year-old probably wants to be with someone his age. So he's probably looking up 15-year-old porn. That looks terrible. That really does look... That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it does. Because I'm trying to picture my well, child porn. I'm like, oh my God, because you're looking up your age of kids. Well, I didn't know what child porn was back then. So Because you're not like, thinking like that. You're just saying like, oh, girl, girls at my school <laughs> naked. Yeah, but it was like... Because you really don't want to see kids. You just want to see Chelsea down the block that you share <laughs> math class with naked. Bro. That's the difference. Yeah, you're right. So like... Anyway, she's like, yeah, they found child porn on your Wii. What do you got to say for that? And I, by child, I didn't know what child porn was, so I, I thought child porn was like some kind of like filter on the Wii that detects looking up, like if your child's look up porn. Yeah. I, just, I was like, security measure by the Wii. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and my my friend did it. <laughs> I don't know why. I think she was my mom might have lied though, because I don't think GameStop would have fucking called this the people back. They just found. Oh wait, it was child porn. I guess never mind. I feel like at that point you probably have to call and be like, um, hey, <laughs> we found. Well, that's like that episode of um. Oh, what's that fucking show? Abby started watching. I had never seen of it. And apparently it's been running on for a long time. It was, um, What Would You Do? Uh-huh. Have you, do you know what that is? Mm-mm. It's like a fucking show where this Hispanic dude hosts it. And it's like, they have cameras and situations and like, they have like a social situation set up. And then like, see how people would react. Like, some people speak up, some people don't. They ask them like, why did you speak up? Why didn't you speak up? That is fascinating. Yeah. Um... By the way, I don't know if you could tell I ate that whole sandwich. Bro. <laughs> yeah, that was good bread. What was that? Like, what was that That's bread? my favorite kind of fucking bread. This bread is, uh, let's get this at Myers. Oh, I love this shit. I just eat the fucking heels straight because they're so fun to munch on. So fun. Just yeah. like a dyke box. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, look, I get one. Muzzle top. I think dinking bread is a very Jewish thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I look very Jewish, so that helps. You sure do. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> I oh, I got a story that reminds me of. So I, I used to work at a grocery store called Fresh Time, 
just like down the road. Mm-hmm. And, I think I've seen that. And uh, I, this reminds me of my old boss. I was in the produce department, Andrew, and it was fucking hilarious because he was this big ex-marine dude, like just the big crayon-eating dumb guy. Crayon-eating dumb fucking guy. <laughs> Fuck. Nom nom, the red tastes better than blue. <laughs> nom 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 nom, but yeah. green is favorite. <laughs> this is the stereotypical like toxic masculinity. Fucking nom nom yeah. nom, brown crayon don't taste like brown turds. Nom nom, Jimmy Buffett, best band ever. Jesus you know Christ. things that people that are stupid say. Yeah, buttons. So, so like, uh, I found it really funny. Because he had a secret that only I knew. That only you knew? And he didn't want anyone else to know besides me. Oh. And it was the fact that he liked Star Wars. He was so insecure about people knowing Why? he liked Does Star Wars. Why? Does that matter? That's the thing. Like, he was scared to be labeled <coughs> like a nerd. And, and it's funny because we'd be in the cooler... Do you think that's really an insecurity for people? Yes. Really? He it was a big insecurity for him. He was scared of he he wanted to maintain the most like macho man image ever. And it was funny because like we'd be in the cooler like loading off the truck. He he would full heartedly making Star Wars references to me like like order not whatever the fuck it was and right. shit like that. And then he actually seemed happy like he was enjoying it. And then as soon as someone else walked in, I'd make a reference back. He's like, "What are you talking about, nerd?" Yeah. And it was just And it's I don't know. I think it's that stigma that some people feel like there's this ideologies, especially from like the high school or college eras of like the goss, the geeks, the jocks, the cheerleaders, the fucking People ugh. want to stick to their cliques. But in, the, in reality, just, people are all so different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you Everybody falls into so many categories. Why that, are you trying to like That's what I'm saying. Like you wear one thing. And and it's and I think it's might because of how they're raised, like guys, for example, toxic masculinity. Maybe his dad. Maybe he had a dad that was like, "I hate this goddamn." Nerd I hate those foo foo fairies. I hate nerds because a nerd stole my job, and that's why we have a shit poor trailer. And it's like, oh god, that came from a deep place. That came from a fucking nerd. <laughs> that came from Brighton Jones living homelessly. I'm not homeless. I just look homeless. Listen, we hit the timestamp for the first part of the show. We'll cut it here. Um, we'll introduce the culture shocks and we'll come back and we'll do the second part of the show. Um, I always have the guests reintroduce themselves. Okay. It's so funny because you're like, oh, is this really happening? Like the break? Yes, it really is. So in Sofa 1, I guess is what we say, you have been... Sofud. No. <laughs> Your name. Oh, I've been. <laughs> Sofud. I've been Sofud. I've been Sofud. I've been raped in the ass until I fart queefs is what I think we said earlier. Something, to, or no, bleed farts. Fart queefs. That's a new one. I like that. Listen, we'll be back after this fucking break. Enjoy your fucking culture shocks. And we'll, bye. Bye. We'll be back in a minute. You will be back. This isn't a goodbye not forever. forever. It's not a forever. We'll be back. Uh? Here's the next song. <laughs> First, before I go on, what did you think of that second song, the Except My Shaft? I love that song. And I, like, I when they did that in concert, I was saying, word for word, I could sing you that perfect, like, lift my heart up the ground. Like, <laughs> no, no. I thought you said that. You thought I, that was yeah, me? I thought That's was, really fucking I, like, funny. I up because I thought it was you. We kind of look a little similar when he was younger. And then in his older self, he's got, like, longer Jew hair. But he is Jewish. I feel like Jew is a hard J right there. Yeah. Um, what did you think about it? Did I don't you... remember. You're so hilarious. We've been drinking a little bit today, ladies and gentlemen. So this next song is the Tenacious D song. Um, 
Ivan, these songs are obviously for you. I don't really give a shit about anybody else, nor who is listening with you. I only give a shit about that you like the music. And frankly, you are a weird individual who's a troll person that also likes to fuck a lot. And I'm not trying to be that guy, but I definitely think I saw your dick that one day when you were riding around on that one little wheel and you had no underwear on. And I saw a big old fucking erection. You were like, no, I'm very fucking confident. And the fact that you're not here to defend yourself is exactly why I'm doing this bit. So this next song is Fuck Her Gently. It's by Tenacious D. Um, it's, a, it's an aspect of a sex song in a different manner because there's no shame in liking sex. And you two here, you should know that. There's absolutely no shame in liking sex. Everybody has a right to come. And if you don't think so, you're probably having some sex issues of your own. And before we get into that, we'll get into the song. So please enjoy Fuck Her Gently, and we'll be right back after this. This is a song for the ladies. But fellas, listen closely. You don't always have to fuck her hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to make some love And fucking give her some smooches too Sometimes you got to squeeze Sometimes you got to say please Sometimes you got to say I'm gonna fuck you softly I'm gonna screw you gently I'm gonna hump you I'm on a ball, you discreetly And then you say, hey, I brought you flowers And then you say, wait a minute, Sally I think I got something in my teeth Could you get it out for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite position? That's cool with me, it's not my favorite, but I'll do it for you What's your favorite dish? I'm not gonna cook it, but I'll order it from Zanzibar And then I'm gonna love you completely And then I fucking fuck you discreetly And then I fucking moan you completely But then I'm gonna fuck Do you either do you listen to Tenacious D? Probably not. Have you ever heard that song before? No, that is one of the most famous Tenacious D songs in existence. Did you like it? It makes me laugh every time, and it and it takes every inch of me not to sing along because I know it word for word. It's just like it's the fact that he gets in that little mini conversation of like, "What's your favorite position?" It's not my favorite, but I'll do it for you. What you? I'm not going to sing it again because we just heard it. Um, <laughs> listen, this next song, uh, I picked it for obvious reasons because the Joker movie just came out. And for you that uh, haven't seen it, well, spoiler alert, this song is in it. They chose it to represent just a crazy individual. And I don't think I could know a crazier Russian troll-like person than Ivan. I love you, Ivan, but you are crazy. So I did pick this song because if there was ever going to be a Joker and one that we should put on a watch list, it is you. So please enjoy this next song, Ivan. And that's Life by Frank Sinatra. We'll be right back after this. That 
that's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stomping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out and I know one thing each time I find myself flat on my face I pick myself up and get back in the race that's life that's life I tell you I can't deny it I thought of quitting baby but my heart just ain't gonna buy it And if I didn't think it was worth one single try I'd jump right on a big bird And then I'd fly I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet A pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out And I know one thing each time I find myself laying flat on my face I just pick myself up and get back in the race That's life, that's life And I can't deny it Many times I thought I'd cutting out but my heart won't buy it but if there's nothing shaking, come this here July I'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball and at me. They broke the windows out of my car. They cursed and sworn at me. But the bottom line is I ain't shook. Cause if the right hook comes out, crazy mother motherfuckers like you get knocked out. Don't be looking me in the eyes, boy. I ain't got no candy for you. No candy except for the right hook. Let's get back to the show before one of you at home catch one of these crazy right hooks, you crazy mother. Uh, <laughs> what up? And we're fucking back. I literally like haven't even given you a chance to like sit up or fucking prepare mentally. Um, uh, I'm I'm fucking half asleep, bro. <laughs> no, this is how we should do episodes like this. Just kind of like in the comfort of the couch, where we're like part couch, and we're like zen with the cushions. Hey guys, welcome back to the or midnight show. disappointing show. <laughs> midnight disappointing show. So. Do you think there's anything people can't joke about? 
Um, that's a very broad statement. There's many ways to look at that. I personally think there should be a world where you can joke about anything and everything. Right. That's my but personal opinion. But as we say that. But for your own... For my own health physically, I guess. So I don't get beat up. Um, I, I should know and be have street smarts to know who to say stuff around and who not to. Maybe that is a thing of street smarts. But then, like, the stage isn't on the streets. And that's the thing. Anyone can take it anyway. Your audience is paying for a show. And, and you that's can't the thing. You're, you're They're buying the ticket. And that's their... I think that's almost an... Uh, you gotta deal with it if you don't like it sort of thing. Because you made a choice of knowing you're going to a show that's not catered to you specifically. It's just catered to what he or she or whatever that performer may be might think that the world might enjoy in oh. terms of that audience of that region. And you just gotta realize that. Just don't be a fucking uptight person. Who cares? You're fucking alive. Who cares? <laughs> I said, who fucking cares? So I just want to know, like, is there anything you... Like, I guess, like... Okay. Is there anything that you think you couldn't joke about? Like, like, is there anything yeah, that make me uncomfortable? Yeah, like anything you think you couldn't tackle the subject matter of? Not anything that comes to mind. I feel like I can tackle the subject matter of just about anything, but I'm scared to around certain people because of their reactions. Like, I don't care. It's not that I care about how they react. It's just that I'm like, oh, I don't want to fucking get into this. You know? Yeah, you don't want to start a whole page of like why you feel like you have the right to make, like, global warming jokes. Because in the, yeah. in the only reality, like, whether you actually believe in people recycling or not, like, you still... The fact that you made the joke shows that you're educated enough that you know some of the issues. Yeah. And, and that's what I like to think about, is that, okay, even if people make a joke on something that you don't want to talk about, or it's in a way that it's something you care about and it offends you... You have to realize that that comedian probably did a lot of research about that subject before crafting that joke. And if that's the case, I can't see it in any way, shape, or form that, like, you should be offended by the bit. Because, like, I don't know. I just, like, I don't know. It just pisses me off when people are like, you can't say this, you can't say that, or like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, little <laughs> ass cunt. Oh, God, don't say the hard ER. I'll fucking have to beep that one. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's, the, well, that's the thing, like, I let people say the soft GA, but like, I don't know how I feel about the hard ER. That's Because it's just like one of those things that like, I don't think. I, I think it's just the, what society engraved into your brain, because we could look at it the same exact way as the A, but I think for whatever reason, I think they just engraved that even worse. Well, that word has a worse history. Well, it's <laughs> I don't this, think we should defend the N word. I mean, because as it's, somebody who has black family, like I totally understand why it's a terrible word. But it's the same but then word. I do understand also why Monty Python's example of like um, many of their films are like Mel Brooks's fucking Blazing Saddles that uses the N word multiple times. Like, I understand that you can you can build these comedic bubbles and say anything, but that doesn't mean. That is what people want to hear. Yeah, like and it's kind of like the example of like you could be the silver painted comedian on you the side of the like road in a soapbox, being like, "We should be able to say the n word." The you shouldn't be shoving it in their face for the state purpose of uh, proving a statement. And it, and it, you shouldn't do it also because like, a what is the agenda of that joke? 
do you really feel like you're on Dave Chappelle level funniness that you could say the hard yarn a bit? And I'm not going to lie. They had a, when I saw Chappelle live, they had a fatter uh, Muslim comic say it. He said the hard yarn. He looked white. And I was like, wow, I didn't think he would. So I, I didn't think I would ever hear it. So the fact that I heard it in my lifetime, like a comedian do it, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then it floated. Nobody rioted. Nobody screamed and yelled. And, you know, there was plenty of black comedians on the fucking stage that didn't give a shit. Why? Because he knew that it was a comedian just trying. And, and that's the other thing. Like, when people start opening these doors of, like, who can say it, who can't, I am almost willing to say that comedians don't exactly live by the same rules as society I, well, I, because I they're that. doing it in instances and it's not for the harm of progressing other thoughts it's really just to get you to laugh and now are there so and so called toxic comedians in the group that kind of have like do it for the wrong reasons I think so so there's some comedians that like and I don't want to name names because honestly I really couldn't name names if I even tried but like I feel like there's a lot of people who, when they first hit the stage, mm-hmm. like, their feet touch the ground, and they start making the joke, they don't really understand, like, what it means to be on that stage. Because then when they start talking and people aren't reacting, you get frustrated and you don't know if it's because what you're saying isn't funny or because you don't know if your intent is correct. And the intent is defined by, like, oh, do I want to be a guy who makes people laugh or am I trying to get people to think or am I really just trying to push my own agenda and hope it comes off funny and the agenda again is like maybe you're a white dude that is racist and you're just trying to push your agenda about like certain shit and like I guess some people could (laughs) that's a gross burp (laughs) laugh I guess I see what you're saying but at the end of the day is it really is it really fucking toxic to not care if your audience thinks it's funny or not. I think I think it's kind of a beautiful thing in a way. It kind of goes back to doing it for you and not care. And you want to make people laugh. Yeah, you should. But, like, I think you shouldn't be so worried about looking at it as a number thing. Well, I need to be politically correct so I can appeal to the majority and make them laugh. I and think- that's my thing. I'm not really trying to appeal to the majority. And, and again... We in the break we watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's Always Sunny says the hard yar. I want to say twice in the show, but that's still two examples of you being my favorite show, showing me, hey, nothing's off limits. By the way, we're just showing you we're flexing our interest towards ninety eight percent of the world, but that two percent we're gonna take because we can, because they're showing you you can say anything. You just have to. Build up to that. Those you have to create a whole show. You have to create a whole world. You have to create a whole basis of characters, a plot, a development, how they interact. And eventually, through because it's a fucking show and you've built all these things, they can technically say anything. And that's weird to think about. Because, like, okay, why do people in those universes... Oh, because it's a show. Well if, well, if it's on the show, why can't I say it? And that's when that complexity comes out of it of that who can say what and where. And that's why comedy is one of these interesting things to me, because, like, really, who can say what where? It's, like, almost a different social world, right? And, like, I don't know. Because then, like, and this is what really irks me, is when the comedian tries to be 
not a comedian and still hold that same level of, oh, you should listen to me. So it's like, oh, I, I make you laugh for like hours and hours on end about beating my kids and talking funny about how I don't pay my, pay my taxes and bubble gum and like whatever. But then he goes on Twitter and is like, don't vote for so-and-so because so-and-so is better. I don't know necessarily you should jump on that bandwagon because they're funny and you he's made you laugh in the past. So you should be like, oh, I'm going to follow what the fuck he says. Like, again, that's just you being a fucking follower. And like I told you during the break, like, I don't like when people are like, oh, Democrat or oh, Republican. You shouldn't sign your name to a fucking side. You should have your own thoughts and compose a fucking opinion. But the world, I, that stuff is too gray in my eyes. I can't be black and white with it. I can't. Okay, define that. Like, kind of like what you're saying, like, Democrat or Republican, like, blah, blah, blah. That's a very black and white view, like, of of this viewpoints and stuff. Like, a lot of people bleed over into both of them, but they're too fucking stubborn with the labels to realize it, you know? They I get that. They're so caught up in what this means and what this means outside of them. They forget that they're, they're, the names are just an illusion to separate us. You're what you believe in, you don't even know because you don't stop to consider it. You're so caught up in these labels socially. Yeah, okay. Okay. Because then, like, and that's another thing, like, what upsets you at one point won't upset you at another point in your life because at that moment, it could just be like, again, like you said, like this, that social stuff that interaction of just like oh i don't care about this or i do care about this because becky down the street or so-and-so housewife is going to talk ill versus oh now i care about this or i care about this because it affects the world or globally or like now you've i think again that's separating the ego from the body and saying oh i'm bigger and i'm better enough to say I can talk about these things that are, like, outside myself. Like, Mm -hmm. again, religion, death, like, issues socially around you. And, like, I don't know. I don't remember if this was, like, a poster or somebody said this. But, like, they say if you're busy talking about people, you won't grow. But the moment you stop talking about people and you start talking about issues, that's when you grow. And then when you start talking about the world, that's when you really grow. And I don't know. I think it's just levels of thought. Yeah. And a piece of me just doesn't really know, like, like, I don't know. It's it's we are living in cancel culture for sure, especially with this whole like Daryl Dan Harmon tape going around. Because like a lot of people, and what pisses me off is that a lot of people have only seen a part of the video, and that's terrible. Because again, that's that intent to do good being taken out of context. And manipulated, because, like, what I, saw, I, what I saw was an article, and this was, like, a major news publication. This is why it kind of pissed me off, because I was like, okay, this looks like a legit article talking about the Daryl tape, and they had a link to the Daryl tape. Well, the fucking link to the Daryl tape was an edited version of the tape, so already it's not correct. And the edited version is the first minute and seven seconds, and it, like, <clears throat> doesn't edit... To where, like, Dan Harmon is talking, he's like, who, who's really the monster, me? 
uh, or like whatever and he's like speaking it like shakes the camera a little bit and it like adds like a scary tone and then it cuts and I'm like wow that really was scary maybe Dan Harmon really is in the wrong for this sketch that's clearly not funny well I come to find out I look up the fucking tape I watch the rest of it and I'm like wow one to figure out that somebody had cut it right there because they knew anything past that minute seven seconds would make it good would be not good but like so obvious that it and I, I someone had said this on my show once before and I, I think about it all the time when I re-listen to it was that it hits a point of ridiculousness that all you can see is funny so like how do I put this it, you can't on paper say pedophilia is funny because it's not yeah but if you wrote an entire thing around how the guy who maybe secretly made the Cabbage Patch Kids was just raising children to rape them is a whole different thing. That's pretty fucking I just, hilarious. I just wrote that just now as an example. But like, <laughs> but you see what I mean? Like, And yeah. that's what Dan Harmon was doing. He was trying... And really what people didn't really understand was that it was a joke against Showtime. Because he's like, yeah, this show's a show I made for Showtime. And it's like just a, a therapist that rapes babies. Again, like, what the fuck? But, like, that takes a big leap of faith to be like, people are going to understand the bit. And it is a young Dan Harmon. And I understand it might, it's low budget. It's not animated. And that was the other thing that irked me, that I don't think anybody would have gave a shit if it was animated. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if it was animated, people are like, well, all right. Because you know what? Fuck you. Family Guy has had a goddamn pedophile on their show for, what, 25 years? Yeah, Herbert the fucking pet, The fucking pedophile? That's what his fucking name is. And, it, and every, his existence is like, oh, he's on the screen. I guess there's going to be some kid getting raped. Like, oh, wow, you're just fine with that, but now you don't want to watch Rick and Morty? Go fuck yourself. I don't yeah, want to hear it. I agree. So, like, I don't know. I can totally And comedy's important to me. So when a comedian gets canceled... Like, that's a big, like, removal from the game of, like, you're allowed to fucking perform. You know what's really fucked up? What? In Canada, a lot of comedians get fined because they offend people. Yeah. People can actually find comedians. I did a joke about that once live. I said, this isn't fucking Canada. Oh, my God. If you jostle those keys for the whole episode, I think the audience will kill themselves. See, now you're getting, like, actual comfy where you're, like, we're in, like, weird angles on the couch talking upside down. And we're, like... Yeah, so, like, I don't know. I think my mom thinks I'm a mistake, but then the whole time I'm alive, I'm just like, what are butt farts? <laughs> um, what was your favorite snack that your mom or dad would make for you as, like, a kid? Peanut butter jelly. Is that why you make them now? Yeah, it reminds me of home. Oh, that was, like, a sweet answer. <laughs> I would say my grandma used to make, like, I don't even know what to call it, like, toast in the oven. So she would like it wasn't like fucking toast and it wasn't just kind of like toast it was like you would get like butter on toast you would put like cinnamon sugar mix on the butter and then you would like broil the bread and it was really fucking delicious sound like a snack different yeah and like I never wanted to make it because every time I tried the bread would come out like black (laughs) and I'm like I don't think this is edible at this point so I just never really tried. But, like, every time I go over... And every time... And it's so funny, because every time I bring it up to her, she's like, why do you freak out over this bread? And I'm like, will you make it? And she's like, do you really want some? I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah, it's really easy. And I'm like, really? Because I keep fucking it up. (laughs) 
I can't make bread is, I guess, the end of this bit. Um, okay. If you could pull off any color, like, you just have the fashion senses of, like, I'm fucking confident. What would you wear, like, because you had no cares? Like, would you wear, like, a pink suit? Do you wear, like, a fucking, like, yellow goddamn, like, slacks and suspenders? See, like, some crazy, outrageous color shit. This is my problem, because I would probably do it all. I would do Multi, every... Multicolor. Just, I'm such a well-rounded guy. Like, I'm half of me is a fucking country kid. I like the country. Half of me is a fucking nerd. I like D&D and video games. Half of me is a fucking edgy skater boy. And half of me is a fucking Chad. You know, I got all these sides. Chad. I fucking love it. I got all... I, I would just do it all. Whatever cliche I'm feeling, you know? At that moment. Mm-hmm. That's funny as fuck. Um, somebody had said that their works are affected by what they're currently watching on TV. Their what is? Works. So works are defined by, like... You're writing music, you're okay. writing stuff down, you're yeah. making things, you're saying things, whatever it is. Um, they're affected by like what you're currently watching as your entertainment that makes because sense. that's the closest thing in your current mind of like what brings you happiness. So you try to reflect it a little bit. That makes and sense. And that can be defined by anything. So like um, a few animes I watch, I noticed like when I was watching them, like, wow, there's a lot of baseball references. And I found out like the same guy made those animes, and when he was making those animes, he was watching baseball at the time. So he literally just put baseball stuff into his animes. Fascinating. Fascinating, right? Because it's just that thing, again, of like letting the real world creep in to your work and making it feel more genuine. It's like, I think that's why people really go out into wilderness and paint paintings, because they're like, I want to not only paint something beautiful, but I really want to like capture that surreal moment of like, doing it in that moment and then letting that real worldness actually creep into the painting not just like googling a picture of a fucking sunset and being like I'm gonna fucking paint this at home yeah oh good it looks good I'm gonna sell it at the fucking farmer's market (laughs) (sighs) I don't know yeah I see what you're saying I'm just also not really a fan of religion anymore yeah just because there's so many people that fucking like like, that's their whole identity. Doesn't that irk you? I disagree. They have, like, five to seven cross tattoos. I think I... And all of their tattoos are literally just crosses and different designs. I think there are religious people like that. I know some religious people, like... Like, like I get... I'm not trying to be like, don't do it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, bro, seven different tattoos are crosses and different designs. Yeah. At some point, you could get a fucking flower. Have some creativity. Yeah. I just don't like, like, you have a cross chain... You always talk about God stuff, like. Okay, yeah, those people don't, are. Don't you I have a goddamn? Kind of don't you have a goddamn person? Like, Jesus. what's your favorite color? Jesus. Oh, well, I thought, <laughs> all right, that wasn't a fucking color, but thanks. I think you're exaggerating. What's your favorite though. food? Oh, his blood. Oh, great. That's. Funny. Oh, you want to hear a funny story? His body is that the cracker? So you know what I call the body, the little bread things. I call them Jesus. Jesus, more like. Yeah, that's a good answer. I was going to say, like, a Jewish thing. Because technically Jesus was Jewish. Also, Jesus was Asian. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why we draw him as white. He definitely wasn't white. He was born in Asia. Because uh, the Middle East is not a continent. Mm-hmm. It's not a part of Africa. And it's not a part of Europe. Mm-hmm. You're Asian. <laughs> so, like, 
I'm from Russia, and the part of Russia... Oh, yeah, I guess, like, where are you from? I guess I, I didn't even ask you that. I'm shit. part of the Asian continent, so technically I'm an Asian that can't do math. Wow, that's a deep, receded joke of racism towards <laughs> Asian mathematics. Um, you said you're born in Russia? Mm-hmm. I came to America when I was, like, two. Okay. Were you... So like, were your parents with you when you moved, or were they were just like never we're gonna them. birth this? I was about to say I was like we're, gonna, we're gonna birth this. Fucking orphanage. Oh no! Um, my mom, you were a Russian orphan. Yeah, my mom was like fourteen when she had me, so she's pretty young. Really? Yeah. She were born in a box of like vodka and potatoes, and they were like, <laughs> you know, like don't die. Oh uh, yeah, and then my own American family. We say them. American family. Like, do you not consider that like your family? No, no, no. Like, I, they're my mom and my dad. Like, they, okay. I love them. They raised me. Okay. And, I don't know if there was like deep seated recession of being like, no. oh my god, adopted. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm glad they told me for as long as I knew. Like, so like, are you glad they told you? As somebody who was adopted, are you glad? So they told glad. You? I, if I would have found out like a year ago that I was adopted, I would fucking. This is fuck. I would be. Lo- I would lose my fucking what shit. The, and like, there's no harm. I guess this is good. Like, I can ask this. Like, there's no harm in being like adopted, right? No. You don't now, think there's any separation from like the kid not connecting honestly, to the parents because it makes them feel like they were bought or something? It depends how old the kid is. I was a toddler. I was really young, so I don't think it was too bad on me. But I had two years of my fucking life. When, when did they tell you? As lo- when I was a fucking toddler. Even if I didn't know. And what did it- you retain it? No, but I would go around Walmart going up to random people. I'm from Russia. I was so proud of my nationality, dude. Yeah, because I'm still like, I'm adopted. I, I, don't, I didn't know what it fucking meant, but they just kept telling me it, so... So, Kurt Cobain said this, that when he was alive, he was, like, touring somewhere that he found out he was born, like, or where his, like, at least ancestry tree came from. And mm-hmm. he said he felt the most at home he had ever felt. Have you ever been to Russia? Not back, uh-uh. So, because you were born there, do you have, like, a fucking free pass to go? Uh, techni- How does that work? Technically, I'm a dual citizen, yeah, I think. Okay. I have think you filed I, for dual citizenship? Um, no. I think all I have to do is call the Russian part of it, and they do, can do, just do. get me. Hello, Russia. Здравствуйте, мой друг. I want to come back home. Jeez. But, like, that's kind of cool, though. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if... I was a dual citizen where I would want to be a dual citizen. I think, like, Ireland I or, bet, like... I gotta tell you something. I went to Ireland last summer. Did you? It's it's pr- very peaceful. It's very hard. It's very hard to be rich or make money there. It's taxed, like, 50% of each paycheck. Really? And... What the fuck does Ireland need so much money for? I mean... Golf it, courses. <laughs> bro... It was a beautiful place, though. I almost got kicked out of the country twice. Why? So I was touring with Sinclair for study abroad. Okay. And we were there for two weeks. And both of them were for the same reason, just climbing on ancient monuments. God damn it, you parkour activist. But listen, it was funny. So we went to this one castle, and and, uh, I'm just climbing up on the side to get to the top. Uh, I was like, (laughs) I have a picture on my phone of... Me on it, and then when they put me in timeout afterwards, <laughs> and they put me in timeout, it's like don't climb the. Yeah, castle. our tour guide was like, "Get down from there!" And all the Irish like people, locals were just staring up there, looking at me like I was fucking crazy. Like, he's, he's, he's gonna fucking jump. 
Oh, he's gonna fucking kill himself. <laughs> he's Do gonna, a flip. He's gonna go and feel the fuck. I'm not funny. He says, <laughs> "Fuck, I'm not funny." Hold on. Um, but uh, so you almost got kicked out twice for. Parkour. So the second time was here's funny. I was on Tinder because I wanted to meet some Irish girls, you know. And I'm and I got done taking one a walk. Smash with, it like a fucking Idaho potato, bro. <laughs> but I got done just with like hanging up. I took a walk out because we were living by the ocean, and I think it was Bondoran in a hotel. And so I took a walk with her near the fairgrounds, and we just talked for a bit. And then I went home. I didn't know in Ireland, like they, in alleyways and down walk, street sidewalks, they have gates that they shut at like 12 p.m. everywhere. So, like, people can't walk down alleyways. And I didn't know that, and that was the only way to get back into my room. I thought, I didn't know you could press a button to let, get a guard to let you in, but my... I, I was oh, like, you thought you just had to fucking, like, parkour your way in. And so, our my room was on the third story. <laughs> I just climbed a gutter pipe three stories up, and my fucking roommate, Oleg, who is also Russian, he's, he's like this old, like, 30-some-year-old, like, worn-down Russian man... That just smokes a shit ton. He's smoking on the balcony. He just sees me throw myself over the ledge. He's like, "How the fuck did you get up here?" He's like, <laughs> he's, and then and then he, my tour guide heard him say that through the wall. And next morning, I got my ass ripped out by her because she heard I climbed shit again. And I had to explain what are you climbing. Yeah, and I had to explain that I thought I was going to be locked out. So that's yeah. what only kept me there. But. Listen, first of all, the first parkour was just to, <laughs> so for the a, fun. The second parkour was for survival. That's exactly how it was, basically. That's funny as fuck. I gotta tell you a story about my friend Oleg now. That same trip, he uh, he he was like a just an old Russian guy, and he's he's just someone that's normal and okay, and but you don't want to piss him off. He gets pissed when he's pissed, and here's the time this he gets happened. pissed when he's pissed. Yeah, like many white dads <laughs> that do not like this show. <laughs> so like. He lost his phone, and we, were, and we were looking for it all morning during breakfast and shit. I'm like, yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be back. So I have explosive diarrhea. <laughs> this is important to the story. Okay. Just I just need you to know that my ass explodes. <laughs> this is important. Don't worry. And, my butt and, barks. And I'm, and I'm, taking, <laughs> I'm taking a shit. And Ole knocks on the door, and he's like, Nathan, I think my phone fell in the toilet while I was taking the piss this morning. And... By this time, it's fucking... It's full of his diarrhea shit. This was bad, too. It was like... It was almost overflowing. There was so much... Like, how diarrhea. do you say that? Be like, oh... I was I don't know how to tell you, but I made beef stew. And he's like, fuck. Nathan, are you thinking of shit in here? And then... And then... He opens <laughs> the way the, you say it. Nathan, are you thinking of shit in here? And he opens the door. He starts swearing at me, and he's pissed, pissed. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I shit on your phone, bro. Sorry. And he's like, and he's like, put your hand in there. What are you, baby? <laughs> You're scared of your own shit. And I'm like, oh god. So I left my sleeve. <laughs> and fucking sticking in the door. And sure enough, his phone's in there. <laughs> and I pull it out. And it's shitty. He's like, you fucking shit all over my phone, man. I give it to him and, and, and his phone's fucked but I go to the store and buy him some Uncle Ben Rice just to say sorry even though it, it was helpless but, that's fucking awesome <laughs> oh my 
He was scared of your own shit. He called me. No, he said scared of your own shit, baby. He <laughs> said the way you. It's a damn good impression. Bro, oh, I, I was laughing the entire time he was yelling at me because it was just so fucking hilarious. The whole time you're like. <laughs> like a piece of music like take acid and forget about it like this is not happening right now this grown man is not yelling at me with my legs open with shit in total oh shit I'm, my, I'm about to put my hand in turn okay this is fucking happening and then you're doing it you're like wow my hand is in my diarrhea shit I've shit a million times and I've never touched it and today of all days I'm, I'm, able, I'm elbow deep and oh, Bro. I pull out a fucking cell phone. <laughs> My thing is, by that point, it's not gonna work. Oh, and I, don't, I, I can't imagine it, it did work. Been, wouldn't have been fucking worse if there's nothing in there. It wasn't in the <laughs> You're just like fisting around shit. Why? <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think he would have made you fish? You're in there for like a couple minutes. He's like really dig deep with look, look for a phone. <laughs> I would have, I would have been like you do it. He probably would be like fuck he just you. Gets with you, he's like holding hands in this shit. He's like I think I found it. It's like bro, we're just holding we're just hands. Like, you're just holding the dude's hand in the shit we're water. We just have a gay bro moment in shit water. <laughs> you're like. God damn it. What the oh fuck? my god, my head fucking is pounded. I've been laughing so hard. A good laugh should leave you with a headache. Is uh, from what I fucking understand. Fuck. And I don't even know, like, because usually, so the show is 30 minutes each break. Mm-hmm. We cut the first bit at like 58 minutes, and then I, we started recording, and now it's like 125, so like, I don't know. I'm not really good with like time. I guess that would be 30 minutes. We'll keep going for a little bit longer. I don't really want to cut it just yet. Um, but yeah, that is, damn, that is a good story. Do, do you have a lot of, like, abroad stories? Like, do you travel out of the country a lot? Not, that was the first time I went out of the country besides when I was in Russia. Like, ever? But, yeah. Um, I used to work for a company where I traveled a lot. Worst fucking state, California. Don't go there. Really? Why? Yeah, they're fucking... You play GTA Five, right? Mm-hmm. The whole culture... The whole look, everything. I, it's like that game. It's like it's like Michael's fucking daughter. That's that's California summed up. Michael's daughter. <laughs> like I, I, just the oh, it's so superficial and shitty. And I feel like rich people only flex there because it's shitty, but they can get by because they're fucking rich. And that's an interesting way to think about that. And I just I don't I hate the fucking culture. Now when we like flew our plane there we had a rental car waiting my co-worker was driving it I was in the passenger seat he was like hey get us to our hotel we're in LA and my dumb ass put it on bicycle path instead of fucking normal so we were just going down the ghettoest part of downtown LA at like 2 in the morning there was a bunch of fucking homeless people chasing our car I felt like fucking sprinting get back here and give us change like I was in that one Call of Duty Zombies map where they're on the bus they have to shake the zombies to the fucking windows. That's actually amazing. But, yeah. It but was, why would homeless... Would homeless do... I think they're just ghetto 
people in the air. And just know. fucking be like, I'm going to jump this dude for his fucking car. It was scary. Oh, my God. And we were both, uh-huh. my, my co-worker was, like, screaming. I was laughing because I, la- I laugh when I'm nervous. Yeah, and that's, again, I think that's another way comedy can help you through things. Like, I remember this one dude, um, he was driving me somewhere, and he was like, bro, I'm not going to lie, like, I was really nervous during that car, and I didn't know if I was going to make it there. And you kept telling me jokes the whole way there. And, like, that kept me composed. And I was like, huh. Comedy helps keep composure. It does. And I think that's a nice thought to take away. Yeah. And, like, again, in stressful times, um, you can smile, you can laugh. One of my favorite animes, Fire Force, the main character, in danger and in peril, he, like, smiles. And, like, when his parents died... He was like a very small infant, just smiling. Because when he's scared and nervous, he smiles. Yeah. So, like, he always is smiling. And really, that means there's pain behind that smile. Like All Might. Like, exactly. Like, All Might, there's plenty of fear behind that smile. Or, again, we brought up Robin Williams earlier. Like, that's a great fucking example of that. Oh, for sure. And, like, I don't know. I think... Do you think... And I hate to say it. Do you think some of the, those guys kill themselves as a message? I think like maybe some. like I, I like to not imagine they were just like sad. I like to imagine maybe they were like, you know what, I've done a lot of work. They might have maybe worked. this could help. Maybe doing this will somehow help people. I feel like I don't know. Isn't that a scary thought? I feel like that's a kind of dumb, if that's the case, that's kind of stupid. I mean, for sure. But I'm just like I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to rationalize it because. No matter how bad life seems to suck, mm-hmm. like, you're Robin Williams, you have money. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be like that guy, but like, god damn it, like, wah. <sighs> I know what you mean. I, I agree with you. Like, yes, you could have had hardships from anxieties and mental problems and things like that, but like, at the end of the day, like... I think it's just an ignorance of seeing it that way that makes it... At the end of the day, it was either really, you really didn't have an, a chance to like... The disease, some kind of disease overtook your mind to a point you really couldn't seek help. Or, like, you just didn't know yourself enough to, like, notice when you out loud needed to say, oh, I might need help right now. Because I think everybody needs help. I think it's absolutely fine to say, like, hey, I'm depressed. Hey, I'm sad. Hey, I need a leg up. Hey, help. It's absolutely fine to say you need help. It's just the fact that, like, do you have the ability to look at yourself and say, do I need help? And that's where it comes in, like we were talking about earlier, like the self-identity and knowing yourself compared to being someone for a crowd. Yes, and And when the persona stops and are you still the person, not the guy who's wearing I think knowing yourself helps with that too, like knowing who you are. And it, you know... And I, I, I don't know. I think when people are like, oh, you know, oh, you came from this, so maybe you shouldn't joke about that. I don't know if comedy and any kind of performance art really is represented by, like, where you come from. Because uh, if that was the case, shouldn't I only make jokes about living in a fucking cornfield and... Yeah, it's fucking boring. Fuck and that. having German Baptist neighbors and living, going to an all-white school and That'd having, like... Ugh, that sucks. That sucks. I don't want to do that. And, like, I'm not trying to shit on where I grew up, but, like, it just, it's not... It's, it's like, limiting. If I only joked about that... It's limiting would, your potential. Almost. It's limiting your potential. That's exactly right. You're limiting what you want to perform about. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
under that same preference, like, I'm not going to give a shit. Like, okay, if the town I grew up in doesn't like abortion jokes, don't listen to them. In the meanwhile, there's a lot of other parts of the globe that fucking love abortion jokes. So I'm going to tell them. Literally, one of my bosses recently at work had a miscarriage. She was joking about it the next day because this is like her fourth miscarriage. She's like, yeah, this ain't my first folk. And I was like, Jesus, Murphy, that's a different energy. Like, I've never seen anybody. But again, and somebody had said that in the Midnight Gospel when we were talking about, like, that ability to immediately turn tragedy into the skit and into the joke of, like, oh, it doesn't matter how morbid it is. And yes, it might be desensitizing, but at the same time, you're... It's turning pain. Mechanism. Yeah, it's and coping. It's, more, I wanna, it's not a negative one, really, either. I don't. Feel, I feel like it's a neutral to positive one, if that makes sense. It's not necessarily a purely positive one. I think it's more on the neutral scale, but it's definitely not negative. Okay. I just got... I, I don't know. Because a piece of me does worry about, like, oh, man, I sure am saying a lot of crazy things. Or, like, oh, man, I sure am, like, taking a lot of crazy stances in the in terms of just trying to defend comedy. Like, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people take stances to be, like, on a certain political side or the religious side. Like, but it's I'm for literally comedy, just, I'm literally bro. just defending comedy. That's not anything. That's just your right to laugh. And that's weird to think about. That is. That's a very interesting point. Because everyone has the right to laugh. Everyone has the right to come. And it and it's just fucking... It, we're constantly fighting our... That comes back to the internal and external self. We're constantly fighting what our heart and our mind is telling us compared to what we're appropriate. Do you think you can harmonize that to get your heart and mind to kind of want the same thing? I don't know. And maybe that's, again, where that outflow of Nen really comes from in a proficient amount. I'll tell you a story where I have harmonized energies. Okay. really weird. I've had that. So, like, when I was making out with my girlfriend... Was this before or after you got abducted by aliens? After. (laughs) (laughs) So this is after the ass rape in the spaceship happened. I I mean, we don't remember the ass rape. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've been abducted by aliens, but that's another story. Anyways, I was making out with my girlfriend, and it almost happened to, like, it was like this give and receive relationship thing, and it was like a trip almost. Like, we weren't on anything or anything, but, like, it came to the point where we were just one together. Like, our, like, energies just merged, and it was so fucking trippy. But it was so amazing and interesting and the whole time you're both just holding each other like your breath and like yeah and like there was just this knowingness that like even though I couldn't know what she was experiencing I I knew like I just sort of knew she was like experiencing something similar so in that sense does that mean that you felt like you had a vagina like I was one of her and yeah. she had a fucking body um no because <laughs> <laughs> what is that I was like that's almost like an out of body experience it felt like astral sex, I'm not going to lie. Astral sex. Man, I love that that's the term astral projection, even though that a lot of people in the community of like meditators mm-hmm. and, and shamans and mystic men and whatever you want to call them, um, they don't really like the word astral projection, but they don't have another word that really represents it better, so that's, they just have to keep using it. I do think that's funny, you're right. And like, I don't really know any other situation... That, that exists in vocabulary in modern and society times where they're like, 
we don't like using this word, but there's we don't have until some, we really don't have another word for it, so we just have to keep saying it. There's always some kind of different better word. Poop and shit, you know? Crap and That's true. Like Well not even like to that degree of like enhancing or changing a word with the same meaning. I guess what I mean like I guess I don't think they like it because astral projection makes it sound like you're... It's some mystical-y, magic stuff. Yeah, like, it's almost fairy tale. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, what they're talking about is very real stuff. It's just, like... If you, People, really, if you really wanted to call it something else and be really stupid about it, you could say, like, oh, uncharted perspective... I like that because, and I, I know that, that sounds, sounds like some fucking something some nerd would fucking. Say. I know, and the reason that, the reason I I'm sticking with it is because a it sounds badass, but uncharted perspective. While you're like, oh, that sounds mystic and deep. What's that come from? It comes from the PS3 game Uncharted because it was a third person perspective. <laughs> God fucking damn it! <laughs> and I think that's a funny fucking answer. Did you did you have a favorite game? We growing up playing like your favorite video game. Anything? Me and my older brother Dee Dee played God of War like every single one, which I. Still I was an only child, so I never really had a, a co-op experience. Okay, did you have any single player games that really stood out? Bioshock was my favorite solo player game. As a child, fuck, I loved all the superhero games. I, I okay, which one in specific? Spider Man, by Spider- chance? Of course. I was about to say, did you play the old Spider Mans on PlayStation? Mm-hmm. They were really good, and I like the newer ones, but like. I feel like there needs to be more to them because they're kind of hitting that wall of like... Repetitiveness. Kinda. Video games do that. And now this new Spider-Man PS4 game was tits. However... Tits in a good way or bad way? Good way. Because I, I had the... Not the newest Spider-Man one, but I had the one before it and it was really good and I played the shit out of that, the one that you're talking about. But this new one with Miles Morales... It looks good, but like I don't know how it's gonna turn out, honestly. Uh, I mean, just because I love Spider Man so much, he's my favorite superhero. I'm buying the PS5 just for that game. I think Spider Man's my favorite superhero. Who's your favorite villain? I talked about this on the last show. My favorite supervillain. <sighs> Fuck. Because villains, not a lot of people like to say this, but like you should have a favorite villain. I have a lot of favorite villains. It's good to be bad. I really like. And not like you should do bad things, but like it's good to have these icons of evil because you know what you like about them, but you know also why they're monsters and what you would never be about them. Yeah. I really like Scarecrow and Joker from DC. I do like Scarecrow. Especially... The the exploits of fear in the human Especially how he's uh, portrayed in the Arkham Knight game. Yeah. Way hardcore. He is... I would argue... Yes, the Joker would might be my favorite, but I said in the last show, and I still stand firm to this answer, that the Batman Who Laughs is my favorite. I've never got to that comic series. Oh yet. my god. So the reason it's a big deal, and I said this in the last show too, is that never have I ever seen a comic character with this kind of text bubble animated this way. So every other, like every villain, hero of DC, they talk, speech bubble, white bubble, Black text. Well, he had the black text. He had black bubble, red text. text. I think I remember. And I was like, "That's one of the most hardcore metal shit." Your literal like, I like that. Seeing it read immediately made me want a live action of it, just so I could hear his voice. What the creators of that comic book were going for? Because reading it, it was scary. What I mean, you would literally have to get like Liam Neeson. 
and then like digitize it to where it's like negatively demonized. Oh, that'd be a Batman. Oh, that'd be so fucking terrifying. I know because he was already Razak Ghoul, but he would be a great voice actor for I think a Batman. I'm coming up with great shit. I'm telling you. Or we should just have Mark Hamill do it because he already voices all the other Jokers. Listen, before we fucking shove off, because I think we finally hit the time mark, do you want to ask me anything before the show goes out? We've covered a lot today. Comedy, meditation. Can I come back? Yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. Um, I probably will be a minute because I usually don't have guests come on and then come right back on. That's um, fine. But use this time to like reflect, meditate, find your center, think about all the things we talked about, and... Don't be afraid to make cum jokes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he said fuck yeah. Cum zone. Well, listen, this has been the Disappointing Radio Show. Hey, I thanks. Ha- I have been DJ Disappointment. And in Cushion 1, on Sofa 1, I guess, has been... Ivan. Ivan. Ivan, you were born in Russia. You made your way all the way to here. And through a series of events, we became neighbors. And, and now we fucking hang out a little bit. And it's nice. So, yeah. like, I wanted you to know that you're always welcome to hang out. And... If you're listening to this in the future and your girlfriend's like, wow, you said a lot of crazy shit, I'm going to dump you. Just know in the moment, Brighton's like, hey, thanks, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Have a great night and eat tacos. And when by tacos, we do mean the food, not pussy. But if you get some of that, that wouldn't be bad either. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I'm writing a song all about you A true song as real as my tears But you've no need to fear it Cause no one will hear it Cause sad songs and waltzes aren't selling this year I'll tell all about how you cheated I'd like for the whole world to hear I'd like to get even with you Cause you're leaving But sad songs and waltzes aren't selling this year It's a good thing that I'm not a star You don't know how lucky you are Though my record may say no one will play Cause sad songs and waltzes Aren't selling this year
Well, it's a good thing that I'm not a star And you don't know how lucky you are Well, my record may say No one will play Sad songs and waltzes aren't selling this year Jeff said to pick a very old country song so I couldn't think of a better old country song, especially one that was sad, because Ivan knows how to be sad. Um, I think it's important to know your emotions, how to be happy and sad and anxious and scared all in one by yourself, because if you can't be yourself, then what else can you be? Um, I didn't mean to get so deep there, but it just happens. What did you think of that? Was it as old and as time-filled as you thought it would be? Like, Oh, I've heard that song. Have you? Okay, I've did you like it? Willie Nelson. Yeah, okay. he, he just has like the most soothing It's just calming. Like, of all time. I think it I just kills it. an anxiety attack right in its tracks. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to do a joke before this next song, if you two are up to it, because I kind of need both of you to help me do this joke. Ivan said something in the show when we were talking about, like, comedians should be able to say anything. And we were joking, and then all of a sudden something came out, and I was like, oh, shit, I gotta bleep that. So let's say it now in the form of his sentence. He said the hard yar, cunt, and then wooed. So you say the hard yar, you say cunt, and I'll woo, and then I'll start the next song. <laughs> On the count of three, are you ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Nigga, cunt. Woo! So next, next song is Gravity Bounce. We'll be right back after this. Doof gravity bounce 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 Doof gravity bounce 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 You feel the gravity bounce 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 bounce
kidding i didn't hate it completely um i i that's in one of my playlists so i actually can't say that but it's just a weird song about like this black chick that's trying out for like a mars got talent and i mean it fits it's like a it's a song about gravity and it's weird but i, I kind of fuck with it when i'm like really fucked up yeah. um but if you're stone cold sober i can't imagine enjoying that song so ivan depending on what state you're on you might have loved it or hated it but either way, I thought it was weird enough to represent you. This last song, uh, I have to credit to Jeff for picking out because he helped me come to the realization that we should end it on like a hillbilly song because at the end of the day, you do look like a little bit of a hillbilly. Um, <laughs> you look like you're listening to some banjo wearing overalls and never wearing shoes. But we love you, Ivan, and that's why we make fun of you. Um, this has been the Disappointing Radio Show. This is your last culture shock of the day. This is Humdinger by Old Crow Medicine Show. I love it. I hope you do too. It is like, it's like the one song of their band that they let their bass guitar actually sing because he does not have a flattering voice, but for this song, they were like, yeah, fuck it. So if that is any introduction for a song, enjoy this last weird-ass piece, and we will not be back after this. Party of the century Allowed. Just me and 700 others Come on, join the crowd We got wine, whiskey, women and guns How can you afford not to have any fun? If you got a gal, bring her in We'll all have a humdinger Naked horseshoes without care Body surfing on a river of beer We'll all have a humdinger 
Christmases have gone berserk The morning's here, we're all still awake Just looking for some more drugs to take Had that on a mound of fire ants Only lost a shoe and a pair of pants Went down hard, got up like a champ To see a biker dancing on my amp If you're not a folk singer, then we'll all have a humdinger if you're not a folk singer, then we'll all have a humdinger.